0: As someone who writes as well as reads, you know, you can get into your head and think that you're supposed to be doing something a specific way because that's what you've heard of the people say that they did and you don't know if it's true or not. So I think I err on the side of, if I feel mentally fatigued, I probably should stop doing something
1: mm, because yeah. that's not a Yeah, you're
0: right. But for the most part, I think you're right, Laura. You know, the summer, It should be ideal, but it's, it's sometimes Mm not. Hi, welcome to Bookish, another fine episode. We're somewhat back from our summer vacay. It is me, Kofi, along with Sylvia Lee and Laura Yu. What's up, ladies? Last time we had our get together, we were talking about crime fiction. But there were probably other things that I know the two of you have been reading more poetically inclined. So this episode, we're just recapping what we've been reading and the things that we've been doing, I guess, with ourselves in our minds. So who Mm -hmm. would like to be the first to jump out there and share?
1: I'm going to go first because I want to confess that I was a very bad reader this summer. I had all Ah. these... Goals for reading. <laughs> the stacks of books I wanted to read. And other mm-hmm. than the what is it called? The last Kiss, I yeah. read one other book, <laughs> which is called The Thursday Murder Club. So I'm gonna show you that cover. Ooh. And it was recommended to me by a coworker. And it was a book where when I read it at the pool, for example. There were at least like three, four different people, like strangers came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I love that book. And it was so good. Do you like it? And so it was definitely a conversation starter. I guess it was very popular. And it's a like whodunit kind of a story focusing on a group of, I guess, elderly people living in a elderly community and they're going around solving murder. <laughs> so there's some quirkiness to it. So it's definitely different from the crumbly kind of uh, detective novel, but I enjoyed it. It was good. But as I confessed before, you know, I'm really terrible at figuring out the who done it, and I'm always shocked. And that happened reading this one as well. But yeah, I recommend it. It's a good read. It's a fun read. Other than that, I really struggled to read other stuff and I'm still making my way through the follow-up to the book, The Sympathizer. And the second book is called The Committed, and I'm like halfway through, and it's really good. It's really intelligent and interesting. The sympathizer is looking at sort of the Vietnam and America, like U.S. relationship through Vietnam War, and then in the committed, the follow up, we follow the same characters when they go to France. So then they it looks at sort of the relationship between the French and the Vietnamese communities post war. So it's very good. I'm just I think I'm just having a summer brain fart or something. So I'm hoping to finish that soon. And then other than that, to make up for being a bad reader, I decided to try the Sealy Challenge again in August and try to read as much poetry as possible. So far, I think I've read five books. And I found a way to cheat, which is to get a hold of like the really small, short chapbooks books <laughs> that are like 30, 40 pages, which are totally readable in a day. So yeah, I'm really enjoying going through. And most of the poetry books that I have that I'm reading are books that I already have, that I just never read, like from beginning to end. So yes, that's what I'm doing.
0: Now, I will confess that I've been a bad reader myself. I did read crumbly. And I started to read Keith Lehman's Long Division and I got like maybe 50 pages in and it's really good. But I also have these nonfiction articles that I've been kind of reading. um, And it's more academic readings that I've been doing for the most part this summer. I finished finished Ellen Carroll's book about securing reading and composition classes. I finished that. i Still working through Pat Hogan's personal identity in literature, but yeah, I've just been kind of like diving into more academic writing that also has levels of the personal involved. I put it that way, mm. but I haven't been like committed to reading like things through and through. I'll just pick up things, make some notes, and then pick up another thing. And so, I'm just trying to get back into a more focused reading. How about you, Sylvia?
2: Well, here we are, again, three for three. (laughs) I feel like this time last year, we were saying, like, we all failed our summer reading goals, challenges. And this year, I feel like we went into the summer, we didn't have like an articulated specific challenge like we did last summer. But suffice it to say, I didn't get around to like, even scratching the surface of all the books I was gonna read this summer. I started some of them, but I never like finished them. I've been sharing with everyone who will listen basically my summer success story, which is that for the first time since having children, I was able to sit by the pool, not get in the pool and read <laughs> a book. I know. And so that that's book an accomplishment. Was, uh, I know, and that book awesome. was Anne Patchett's <laughs> Yeah. Ann Patchett's These Precious Days, which is a collection of her essays. And I think Ann Patchett is a wonderful writer. And so I think maybe that's kind of like shading my you know, <laughs> impression of the book because I was actually able to sit down and enjoy it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was like my one summer reading, memorable reading, you know, episode was being able to sit by the pool and read a book with, while my children were playing. But beyond that, I do usually do the CLE challenge as well. And this year I wanted to do something a little bit different. Actually, Laura, the CLE challenge, if I remember, was started for chapbook reading, actually. That's why it's like one book a day, but... Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I would get people to be exposed to, you know, poets who they might not have a chance to meet, you know, who may not have written a book, book through a publisher, major publisher. So in the spirit of that, I decided to go through this very large anthology that's been sitting on my bookshelf for a while. I've kind of like, you know, delved into bits and pieces here and there, but it's um, an anthology of Asian American poets. And I realized as I was reading it, the vast majority, I mean, it is a big anthology. I haven't heard of the majority of them. I mean, you have your big names in there too, like Marilyn Chin, but most of them are these very like... I guess they're called minor poets who you don't really hear a lot about. They're not touring or like, you know, publishing a lot of books or anything like that. But I've just been blown away by the different voices I've been exposed to so far. So I've been posting some of those memorable poems on my Instagram for folks to kind of get a sense of who these writers are. And the really cool thing about this book was it was the anthology was compiled in the mid-90s and it's called Premonitions a new anthology of Asian American poets. And the reason why it was called Premonitions was the whole vision of the anthology was to give a vision of what Asian American poetry could be in the future as we move forward. And so even though these poems were written, like published in the mid 90s, some of them still read so fresh, like they would be really fresh today. Mm -hmm. So I've been enjoying that. And then I'm going to move into a smaller anthology and then some individual books in the next coming weeks. And then I started our sneak peek for our viewers and listeners, our book for the book connection, which is a joint effort, a communal effort in in our local community with a featured author who is Gabriel Bump. I started listening to it on my morning walks in the beginning of the summer, and now I'm finishing it up by reading it. And the author will be on campus for the Bowder lecture discussing his book. So that's the other one that I'm kind of working on. And then beyond that, I actually did read a book about teaching because, you know, that's the other thing we do <laughs> in the summer is we try to figure out how can I make my job harder in the fall by totally changing everything I do. I've always done so, so start from scratch. Why not? So, yeah, that's the other reading I've done. But I had like a whole other list of books that I wanted to read and I didn't get to that. I think the only book that I read in one city, or, like, you know, in one continuous thing from cover to cover was James Crumley's Last Kiss, because it was a fast <laughs> read. Was, yeah,
0: right? yeah, that's what crime fiction does. It's a fast read. You can get through it within a day or two. And yeah, it's, I wish I had more books like that. I mean, I actually do, but you know, I they weren't the things. <laughs> I might, I might try that. Um,
2: I might do. I actually really liked, I used to I like that genre of like old people solving murders. Like, I used to love Matlock. Do you guys remember the show Matlock?
1: <laughs> I do I don't
2: remember know. Matlock. Yeah, so like, like old Matlock, like solving these murders and like, you know, being an attorney. I just thought it was fun. I don't know why.
0: Matlock was at a particular time, but I also like Quincy, the medical examiner. And I always <laughs> found that you know, to be. Cause I think the way it worked was Quincy was supposed to be, I think that was the, I might be wrong about this. It was the natural progression after mash or something like that. Like the doctor uh-huh. who I, you know what I'm hearing myself and I'm thinking, I, I got the wrong show. <laughs> that's not Quincy. It's something <laughs> I was like, what? It what? MD. that's what I might be thinking.
2: Oh, okay well, was TV quincy TV. um like yeah. a medical i i think i vaguely remember like reruns i think was he like a medical examiner no a medical like it's. he is like pre-csi
0: yeah like absolutely
2: old people yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, wow i didn't think i i definitely did not expect we would be talking about matlock and quincy and <laughs>
0: you know I think it's old people solving crimes. Have you watched the television show? I guess with Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena. On
2: my
0: list. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. And so that the book that you described, Laura, kind of reminded me of that idea.
1: Actually, community. (laughs) The person who recommended go ahead, go ahead. the book also recommended that TV show. I think it's something about like they only uh, saw uh, murders that happened in the building or something like that. Yeah. Yes. So, show, uh, yeah. So I think you it's very treated. much uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I like that show. I mean I it was on my list because it does check my boxes. Old people solving crime and then there's Selena Gomez. And I was like, oh, this was awesome. <laughs> you know, like, together, you know, And it's not just old people. It's Steve Martin. The Martin story, they're like, you know, pretty iconic. But yeah. And then I'm like, I could be either. So I could see myself as the Selena Gomez character, you know, because I would solve crimes with old people and then I will soon be. <laughs> the. I can only hope to be as cool as Steve Martin
1: and Martin Short, but. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually maybe. thinking that maybe I, like summer, even though you think that summer would be the best time to read a lot, right? A lot more or something, maybe, it was harder for me because I, like my regular book club, we take a break during the summer, for example, and everything is sort of out of routine, right? From when, as also people who teach, like our lives are very different, you know, can be very, feel very different during the summer versus the rest of the the 10 months, right? So I'm thinking that maybe, it actually maybe is the opposite once, Know school starts again, classes start, and I'm back in that mode of doing a lot of reading and writing in general. And then the book clubs picking up again, maybe I'll feel like bringing reading back into my daily routine or something. I don't know. That's my hope, anyway. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, isn't that the purpose of book clubs, right? I mean, we talked about this early on, but the purpose of a book club is to keep you in that that mode of, of reading with other people so that you have a, almost a purpose to the reading aside from like leisurely activity. I think in the summer, when I read, I'm reading with a very different purpose or angle in mind, right? Which is to either like entertain myself while I'm yeah at the beach. That's why beach readings exist, or it's more leisurely for myself. But then during the year when I'm in a book club, either with bookish or with other people, I feel like, you know, there is a, there's like an end goal or end destination to my reading. And so it it keeps me, and part of that is it keeps me on a regular schedule to read. And I know I'll be talking with other people about it. So it keeps me kind of motivated to do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's why I'm really grateful for, for book clubs and those kinds of communities that exist in different places, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I think it's also healthy that, you take a break. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you that. Taking a break.
2: Yeah.
0: You, you know, it's as someone who writes as well as reads, you know, you can get into your head and think that you're supposed to be doing something a specific way because that's what you've heard of the people say that they did and you don't know if it's true or not. So I think I err on the side of if I feel mentally fatigued, I probably should stop doing something
1: Mm, because that's not. Yeah, you're right.
0: But for the most part, I think you're right, Laura. You know, the summer, it should be ideal, but it's it's sometimes Mm -hmm. not because I'm home and the kids are home and they want you know activities and so (laughs) forth. (laughs) So (laughs) because of that, and you you know, I I don't want to be trifling, Dad. You know, I try to spend time (laughs) with my kids. You know, um, but yeah, it's interesting. My son has re- a summer reading list. He's reading The Alchemist and I think it's a, oh. a, a book called Long Way Down. It's, uh, it's a novel written in verse and I can't hmm. remember who the author is. I think he's an African-American, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But it, it, it's an interesting, Reynolds? that sounds right. That actually sounds mm-hmm. right. very good. It's like you were in my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my, my son also likes Jason Reynolds books too.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So you know, it's there has been reading going on, and other than just me, but yeah, it's, it's. I think it's weird that I have all these things that I want to read, and I'm kind of reading them, but not really reading them the uh-huh. way I would like to. I guess I, I'm my, um, I was also I, excited
1: this summer because my son also like he picked books that he wanted to read and he started with Fahrenheit 451 so i was really excited like oh yeah you're reading like real books now (laughs) he's he's gonna be in eighth grade (laughs) um and then he really wanted to read the lord of the flies (laughs) oh and it has to and I think it has to do with references, right? Like when like TV shows, movies, like just a lot of cultural th- like things, they reference some of these things. And, you know, those are some of the big ones, like Fahrenheit 451 or the Lord of the Flies. So he's working his way through Lord of the Flies. So that's been also exciting for me too. Like, oh, yay, you're reading real books. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: like, distinctly remember when I read Lord of the Flies because it made so much – it made the world. is one of those books where you're, like, as an adolescent or, like, a preteen, you're like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this book makes so much sense. It's, like, human behavior and, mm-hmm. like, what I'm seeing. Yeah. But actually what you guys are thinking of is that, like, yeah, I actually did read a lot of books with my kids because they're – you know, I have younger kids, so, you know, seven years old. And we bought, like – Costco was selling, like, the whole – rolled doll collection, yes. I guess, mm-hmm. for, like, wow. insanely cheap. I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's buy some of it. So we bought the collection, and I've been reading through it with one of my sons. So we read the BFG. We read Fantastic Mr. Fox, which he loved. And mm. we're reading James and the Giant Peach and as i'm reading it it's it's interesting reading again as an adult with him and like having to contextualize and like explain some of the things in there like the bfg i realized was very includes some kind of messed up stereotypes about people in the world Uh, and like Mm -hmm. i I was kind of oh well you know we wouldn't really use these words today because that's not exactly right (laughs) and then yeah, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a lot of fun because you know it's just it's just kind of it it is what it is—a very short book—and then we got to watch the Wes Anderson movie with the kids oh. afterwards. Yeah, and they really liked it actually, surprisingly, and they thought it was really funny, like seeing some of the the book come to life. Um, and so I promised mm. Ezra that we would read James and Giant Peach and then watch that movie too afterwards, because now all of them mm. pretty much have been turned into. And then we're going to start with Matilda. Probably after that, but yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I I did read a quite a few of books with them, not counting all the little like <laughs> oh, that's great children's books. Yeah, and I realized oh that that counts too because it t- it's taking me to a different like children's literature, and children's reading. It just I don't know, it's it's different mindset, and I really have been appreciating revisiting these books with with him. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting.
0: I like when I was able to read with the kids. That was always a good feeling, and now that they've gotten older, they don't want me to read to them. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want much for me anymore, other than you know, money and uh, transportation. And so, <laughs> so yeah. But it's good that they're reading. Well, you know, with Laura and, and my, my son, they're reading book books, and I. I'm just really (laughs) hopeful they can continue to read book books and not just go down the um, oh, I just want to read graphic novels, which are great. But you know, I would like for my son and daughter to have a variety of reading materials that they can go through. And so we're Angie and I, my wife and I are working on that. So shout out to Angie she's gonna listen to this podcast.
2: Oh, she must be one of the two people who downloads that. <laughs> she is one that. of those
0: two people. <laughs> She's Aww. one of those two people. And she likes to subscribe. So that... <laughs>
2: Thank you, Andy. you're you're the realist. <laughs> I was gonna say, speak all Have of reads, you know, what are we going to be reading this year? Have you guys given any thoughts to some of the books that you wanna read?
1: Well, I definitely need to and want to read the Gabriel Bump book before like at HCC. I think we have events coming up and so and I've heard really great things about it. And again, that was one of the books in my pile to read this summer. So I definitely that would be my next book after I finish the committed for me. That would be the book to read. And my book club, which I love, like because we're super organized is in August, we set our Book schedule for the rest of the year so we know what we're reading for the next 10 months 11 months um, and it's very organized and we're on schedule you know and sometimes like we have to modify as we go along but so i'll know you know next month like what i'll be reading with my book club and i love that experience because we all each like nominate a book And then we vote on them and see which ones we want to read. And so we always get a great variety. And I end up reading books that I might not pick up. And even if I don't love them, it's such a great experience. So again, going back to that sort of joy of reading with other people in a book club. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. um, I'm thinking about getting, not even thinking about, I know I've ordered, what is it, Nana Kwame? Uh uh,
1: New book. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've I've ordered his, I think it comes out this month or in September, I'm almost certain. So I would definitely would like to put that on a list. Of course, the book for the bowder, even though I hadn't anticipated reading that, I I don't mind reading it. Yeah, why don't we make that the next thing?
1: That sounds good. That's cool. (laughs) That was our planning meeting just now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all right, (laughs) all right. right. See, (laughs) we're behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. This is how we plan (laughs) things.
2: i love it i love
0: it that's why we're a casual book club
2: we put the cash (laughs) in casual for sure i think (laughs) well thanks you guys for sharing some of your thoughts and i I feel a little bit comforted knowing that i'm not the only one who didn't get nearly (laughs) anyone but i do think that also says something about the state of our minds going into summer like what we needed and what you know, mm-hmm. we gave ourselves that time. So yeah, Kofi, I'm with you. Let's normalize the idea of taking a break from reading sometimes.
0: It's never really a full break. Like we're we're never really not reading. It's just, we may not be reading those heavy weighty books. We might be reading something else like children's books with our kids, or, yeah. you know, it, it's, just, it's a nonstop thing. But yeah, sitting down, cracking open a book, yeah that feels good when you can do it
2: (laughs) reading is the way of life i think for for some people you know you're right we're always reading it's in some way shape or form and i think that's like another level maybe we like achieved master level of reading when we're just like reading all the time we don't realize we're reading i mean that could be one way (laughs) i I agree But anyways, thanks everyone for jo- for uh, sharing your thoughts on your summer reading journeys. And I hope our viewers and listeners had a very productive, however you define that, summer of reading or not reading or reading and not realizing you were reading. And that you tune in next time to hear about our next book, which I suppose now is Everywhere You Don't Belong by Gabriel Bump, who, mm-hmm. if you're in Howard County, will be a featured Guest at the Bowder lecture. So we'll talk about that in our next episode. As always, you can catch us on Dragon Digital or on <laughs> Facebook, Bookish A Casual Book Club. We're on Facebook now and on YouTube as well. We post our YouTube episodes once a month as well so check us out and send us a message and we hope you had a good summer and you have a good back to school or wherever you're going fall <laughs>
0: all right and until maybe. next time don't Bye. forget to like and subscribe
1: connect with us we are
0: dragon digital radio